At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code. A lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant. AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash codeassistant. IBM. Let's create. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome back to Long Shots, the world's best golf betting show on VSIN and VSIN.com, the sports betting network. It is our third edition of phase two with the realigned 2020 schedule on the PGA Tour. I am Brady Cannon along with Wes Reynolds. Nick Henyon and Triv McKenzie are here at the controls as we get ready to take a look at what happened at Colonial, ready to uh, preview the RBC Heritage and go over some upcoming major championships and finally present a few plays from this week in Hilton Head, South Carolina. Wes, good to see you again. It was one of the bigger sweat boxes for me last Sunday watching that final 18 holes with Xander Shoffley and Colin Morikawa in my pocket. But boy, what a way to kick off the reboot of the 2020 PGA Tour season. Yeah, well done by you, Brady, having two guys uh, in the mix there. And uh, a special mention to uh, our executive producer here at VSIN, yes. Brian Rogers, who had a few shekels on Daniel Berger and uh, get that home this week uh, and look Berger was a guy I didn't play and hindsight's all obviously always 2020 but you could kind of see he was coming a little bit he was starting to play well he's now got 28 straight rounds under par uh, on that streak and the average score is about 68 and a half is what he shoots but he was starting to play well I think he was one of my guys at the players championship after that got postponed or canceled essentially after round one so uh, you could see that he was coming uh, tough beat for Morikawa you could you could obviously see he's got stardom written all over him he's one of the best ball strikers if not the best iron player on tour right now but he's got to get that putting uh, together he's 174th i believe in strokes gained putting uh on the pga tour if he 
finds a, a little bit of something there, he's going to win a lot of events. Yeah, I was uh, watching that final round on Sunday. Didn't leave my couch. It was really thrilling theater, and uh, I think I screamed out loud at least 10 different times with, uh, you know, uh, celebrating putts made and uh, cringing with putts missed. But uh, Daniel Berger, the entire time uh, that I was watching, which was the guy that scared me. Uh, he's an extreme competitor. I was saying uh, before the uh, show today that he's a guy I'd kind of like to have on my Ryder Cup team. I think he is very tough, and he showed that uh, medal down the stretch uh, at Colonial and, and cruises to victory. Um, but uh, with five, the five best players in the world there and then 15 out of the top 20 in the world rankings, I thought it was great not only the drama that it produced, but it was great for the world to see and a lot of these players that don't play it too often to see really a classic gem of a golf course in Colonial. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, one of the things I probably underestimated was the quality of the field because you, you don't know how guys are going to play when they've had 91 days off. So I thought that that encouraged uh, you to take some shots down the board and eventually a shot did get there. Daniel Berger at 70, but he, you, he was, I think, a little bit better than maybe your average long shot or average price guy would be at that particular price point. But you had some guys really come out of the gate and play very well. Uh, Xander Schauffele, uh, right in right in form and had a chance to win and was actually tied for the lead before he had that uh horrible horseshoe on 17 where it spins <laughs> in and out and bogeys and uh ends up tied for third bryson DeChambeau, obviously the the incredible hulk bryson DeChambeau, who is uh why i had mentioned in some columns in our point spread weekly newsletter has focused more on distance and has bulked up a little bit he's even bulked up a little bit more during the pandemic and uh absolutely murdered the ball off the tee 1.83 strokes gained on average per round that was almost 0.6 strokes better than the entire field so there are going to be weeks where DeChambeau if he keeps this up is just going to be able to overpower the field and win an event and then I got to give one mention to Justin Rose who hadn't really been in contention in a while uh, of course, he had an equipment change. He was with uh, the Japanese manufacturer Hanma, signed this big 10-year mega deal. But now he's got his old trusty tailor-maids back in the bag, who he's been with pretty much his entire professional career, and looked very good. Ends up one shot back, tied for third. Uh, so... Justin Rose was a guy I think I thought maybe we'd seen the best of him, but maybe there's still some better to come with him. Well, a couple of guys that have great form at Colonial found their games. Justin Rose and then also Jordan Spieth, both with very impressive performances at the Charles Schwab Challenge on the week one of the PGA Tour reboot. This is Long Shots right here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. Great show we've got today to preview the RBC Heritage, the second tournament of the PGA Tour reboot schedule uh, will take place in Hilton Head, South Carolina. On a normal tour uh, tour schedule, Wes, uh, it would be the RBC Heritage following the Masters in April, and then, of course, Colonial was played relatively around the same time of year as it was, uh, but we do not uh, get them consecutive in weeks back-to-back -back on a normal tour schedule, but really, there's a lot of similarities in the handicap between these two golf courses. Narrow fairways dog legs in both directions it's going to come down to short game not necessarily a bomber's paradise so it's kind of interesting uh, that we have two weeks in a row uh, where the handicap is related 
Yeah, and uh, if you look, the av- you talked about power off the tee. The average driving distance of the last 10 winners here is just 273 yards. Tour average is about 298. So this isn't a bomber's type of course. Uh, you're not going to be able to, I think, see the frequency that you saw last week at Colonial where guys could cut every single dog right, leg. Right. There's some more force layups on this course. Of course, you do have a course correlation angle if you want to look at it. This is a Pete Dye mm-hmm. layout designed back in 1967, assisted by Jack Nicholas. It was his first time uh, he ever got into golf course design. Uh, and uh, you're going to see, I think, uh, a lot of different players mixed in here. Uh, a lot of Pete Dye courses that you see on the tour, Sawgrass for the players, TPC Louisiana, TPC River Highlands next week, where they'll be for the Travelers in Connecticut, Whistling Straits, Crooked Stick, Austin Country Club. So there are some angles out there if you want to take maybe a different angle that wasn't really available to you last week. Let me ask you one more question here. Uh, What were some of the observations that you made from Colonial? Uh, Any takeaways from the first competitive round? And I know we talked about Shafle and Berger, but but was there anything that kind of stood out to you that said, hmm, Okay, I'm going to remember that. I'm going to file that away going forward. Well, I mean, I think the obvious one that I mentioned was DeChambeau off the tee. He's going to be able to overpower. At some point this summer, he's going to overpower the field and and be able to just have a runaway with that length. But I was surprised at how many guys really played well off that layoff. They didn't seem to struggle. That's a great point. As yep. much uh, as. And Berger. Yeah. Berger, Shoffley were a couple guys that were hot coming in. You're exactly right. Yeah, they really seemed to play solid coming out of the gate because I think maybe we got deceived by those two exhibitions where you saw a lot of these guys missing short putts and they looked rusty. Certain players were rusty, but I think a lot of guys were fired up and ready to go right out of the gate. Speaking of fired up, it is time to bring in our guest. It is the member guest segment here on Long Shots, and we bring in golf professional and golf handicapper from North Carolina. Ryan Brickley joins us. He's a repeat offender here on Long Shots. Thank you, Ryan, for making time for us as always. And, of course, you're not far from this week's venue. You've played Harbor Town in the past, the site of the RBC Heritage, correct? I, I, I certainly have guys, and uh, thanks for having me. It's uh, it's nice to see some uh, some live uh, uh, golf, obviously. And uh, uh, this venue is much different than than what we saw last week. But uh, but yes, I've had a chance to play it several times. So. Well, Ryan, it's interesting that you say it's much different because I think there are some similarities as well. Now, obviously, it's a seaside venue. Uh, the greens are smaller. But I think when handicapping this event, you're not going to look to the bombers. Length is not necessarily a huge advantage at Harbor Town. You've got the dog legs uh, and scrambling and short game are going to be paramount. Do you also see those similarities? And explain to me your thoughts on the differences. Uh, yeah, I, I do see the similarities, and, and I think that uh, the biggest difference, obviously, is the type of grass they're playing on and the greens. It's Bermuda grass, but um, yes, it's uh, you know certainly a golf course where you've got a it's a, it favors the shot makers, uh, does not favor the long bombers. Uh, I think last week we saw you know a great leaderboard, obviously, lots of big name players in contention uh, coming through uh, through down the stretch on Sunday. Uh, but if you look at the history at Harbor Town. Uh, you know, I, I would challenge almost anyone, even someone who follows golf very closely, to name the last four champions of this event without without having to look at the board. Um, and so that kind of, I think, lends itself to uh, opening up the field to a much 
greater pool of players that you've got to look at that could step up and win. Um, and, and again, it's a, it's a golf course where there are about four holes that you can take advantage of where length really can help you. Uh, but otherwise, you've got to shape that golf ball around this golf course. I, I do understand they've taken a few trees out in some places. Uh, that may help some of, the, some of the guys with a little more length. But ultimately, this one comes down to you know somebody that is probably in the, that strokes gain tee to green category. So, you know, one of those top 10 players and, uh, you know, and then obviously we throw out the, the fact that, that, you know, a lot of these guys are still returning to form, uh, and that makes it even more of a, of a difficult, uh, field to handicap. Ryan, uh, one of the uh, things I was researching in the, in the lead up to the event, and and one of the things I saw in some breakdowns and some write ups of the course is, in terms of like a a Carolina track, and I know this is more of a coastal track, being being right off the water here at Harbor Town. But what are some of the characteristics you being from that area in terms of uh, what a Carolina track kind of entails in terms of the layout of the course? Well, you hit the nail on the head there, Wes. It, it, this one is a little bit different. It's more of a coastal um, uh, uh, course, and one of the great things we've got here in the Carolinas is you've got mountains, you've got um, you know, you've got courses that set up uh, all around the state, both North and South Carolina, that are all different types of characteristics. Uh, but this one, with the with the hanging moss trees, uh, it's almost as though uh, when you hit shots on this golf course, that the canopy of the trees kind of overhang in some places, and it really makes it so that you can even you know you'll you'll see that this weekend guys will hit, they'll be in the fairway, but they don't have a, a clear shot to the green in some cases because of those Spanish moss trees that, that will block the, the view uh, of, a, of an approach where they would take the ball straight up into the air. Uh, and it just adds an element of shot making that I think, uh, you know, not all, we don't see that among a, a lot of the, the new breed of players on the tour. And, and what I mean by that is, a, you know, the guys that just bomb it straight, straight up in the air and, and hit it 340 yards in the air like Bryson DeChambeau, uh, as remarkable as he is playing right now, I just don't see his style of play as being a great fit on this golf course. Um, and so, again, this one just kind of opens it up to, you, you go back and look at the past winners of this event. Uh, you know, Jim Furyk, for example, is the all-time leading money winner at this event. He's won it twice. Um, you know, Brant Snedeker's won this event. Um, you've got a couple of outliers. Uh, you know, Davis Love's won it five times. Uh, you know, Davis, uh, it's, you know, a, a, He's, he played on just about any type of a golf course, but I think this one, again, it favors the type of player that can kind of shape the ball and, and doesn't necessarily favor length. Ryan, I know that you watched the Colonial action last week, and I wanted to kind of follow up on what you just said. Uh, there are a lot of dog legs here at, at Harbortown, much like there were at Colonial, but it doesn't seem to me like the players are going to be as frequently successful in terms of cutting all of these dog legs like you saw at Colonial. Exactly. And, uh, you know, I think there's still a lot of players as we look at the, you know, the top, the lowest uh, odds and, and kind of the chalk this week uh, that come in not only in great form that still fit very well on this golf course. Um, you know, certainly Colin Morikawa uh, and Daniel Berger are at the top of that list having made the playoff. Um, I think Xander, Xander Schauffele, um and Justin Thomas, who, you know, again, those are the chalk type players we see at the top of the list. Uh, one player that I think is a little bit of an unknown who fits this golf course really well uh, is uh, Hideki Matsuyama. Um, and his iron play, uh, these are some of the smallest greens on tour. Uh, and, and I think from that pool of players, if you, you know, if you were looking from a, whether it's a, just to throw a, a prop bet at the board, I think those, those are, that's a short list of players that would be your, um, you know, the, the ones and you might eliminate again, for me, we'll get to the guys that I think maybe we would fade. Um, 
Well, I was going to ask if you've got any anybody else in mind, uh, Ryan, your familiarity with this venue and having one week's worth of observation under your belt, uh, watching the guys last week at Colonial. You mentioned Matsuyama. Uh, Shoffley, of course, playing well right now, right now, has not played here at Harbortown a whole lot. You mentioned Jim Furyk. Any, anybody else uh, that uh, has been on your radar this week uh, to be successful? Yeah, absolutely, Brady. And I'll tell a quick, funny story. Uh, I've been in uh, this section for a long time as a professional, and years ago I was a member of the media, so I, I was invited to play as a uh, as a professional in the Media Day Pro Am. And uh, this was 2003, and I played what was my best round on that golf course. I think I shot 71, and was pretty happy with that. And at the reception afterwards, the, there was kind of a, a little bit of a uh, talk about. It. There was a young kid that had played really well. They pointed over to the corner and they said, "Yeah, that kid shot." 65. Uh, and I immediately kind of said, you've got to be kidding me. I mean, that kid is at that time, he was probably five feet tall and maybe 140 pounds. And the PGA tour, uh, uh, listing now lists him, I think at five, seven and 150 pounds. Uh, but a local boy that grew up in Savannah by the name of Brian Harmon, uh, is, is somebody that I've already uh, taken a, a prop bet on this week. I think he's, uh, you know, obviously very familiar with the venue. Um, his game set suits it well. So Brian Harmon's definitely one that I've already got to ticket on uh, another local guy uh, that doesn't uh, live uh, up the road in Aiken, uh, South Carolina is, is Kevin Kisner. There we go. Uh, he's he- and he's a definite, uh, definite Bermuda grass specialist. Uh, I think he checks in at about 50 to one this week. Uh, and then another one that's got Carolina ties is uh, Lucas Glover. And uh, Lucas, if he can get the putter to cooperate, his ball striking is, is excellent at times and kind of suits this track, I think. Yeah, nice call there on the Clemson Tiger, Lucas Glover. How about any head-to-head matchups? I know uh, they didn't come out immediately this morning. Uh, you had to look uh, far and wide to find any head-to-heads. Any that uh, caught your eye? Yeah, I looked down the, the list uh, just a little bit ago, and I think uh, it, it's twofold. There's a couple guys, as I already mentioned, Kisner. Uh, I like Kisner over Abraham Answer, uh, just for fam- from familiarity with the venue. Uh, I th- I, and then there's two guys that I'm kind of fading. Uh, one is uh, is Jordan Spieth. I like I like uh, Patrick Reed over Jordan Spieth, and and I just I, Spieth to me, he just seems like if you watch closely last week, he's kind of got that two way miss going occasionally. You know, he's he's missed some greens with wedges where, you know, that's just uncharacteristic. And and certainly his putter was hot uh, last week on what, you know, could be termed his home golf course. Um, so I think this week, you know, I would look for, for Jordan Spieth to struggle just a little bit, and I would I would take Patrick Reed over him. Uh, another player that I still just I think his game is, is yet to come back, and we're, is kind of a big question mark is Jason Day. Uh, so I like Louis Oosthuizen uh, over Jason Day. Uh, and then finally, um, uh, Brant Snedeker, another past, past champion on this golf course. Uh, I like him over Sergio. Um, again, Sergio certainly sets up as a great ball striker that would, would normally I would kind of like on, on this track, but he hasn't played here a lot. And uh, I just think Snedeker's uh, better suited for this uh, for this golf course. Ryan, one of the things that we're seeing this week, and we saw it last week, and we'll also see it next week at the Travelers up in Hartford, is you have to kind of balance now the fact that we have better than usual fields in these in these early events but also balancing that with course experience one of the i think a kind of an error i made last week was that i relied too much on course experience and not enough on in terms of the guys that that were in the better form and and some of the higher ranked players but 
I just seem to think this week that course experience, and you've mentioned some guys, Kevin Kisner, uh, amongst others, local guys and guys that have a lot of course experience. I think course experience is going to be more important this week, and maybe that brings a Matt Kuchar, despite the missed cut last week, into play. Do you think course experience is going to be more of a factor this week than we certainly saw last week? Um, yeah, I do. Um, but, but you bring up a great point, Wes, I think, you know, with the layoff and, and there's a lot of uncertainties with trying to handicap, uh, you know, any event at this point. Um, and I think Kuchar's a great example of a player that, you know, again, he's, he sets up well for this. Um, but yes, I think that, you know, you, it's, it would be foolish of us not to, not to look at the metrics of, you know, strokes gain T to green and the guys that have, have, you know, that are in good form. And, uh, you know, certainly from what we saw last week, there's lots of guys to choose from there. That, that finished in the top 25 that um, I certainly wouldn't count them out. And uh, um, again, I, I tend to, you know, obviously being the, from, from the Carolinas here, I, I tend to, to handicap it that way, but I think you're exactly right. There's lots of guys that, that still, we don't know, you know, where their games are exactly based on just one week of performance. Um, so, yeah, so this one's, it's still a tough, a tough one. I feel like we're kind of throwing a dart at a board, but uh, um, I think it's going to be a great event. Ryan Brickley is our guest. He's a golf professional and golf handicapper from the North Carolina area. Ryan, you mentioned that you were looking to fade Jason Day, Sergio, and uh, Jordan Spieth. Would you also put Colin Morikawa in that column as a fade this week? That was a pretty tough defeat for the young kid last week. Do you think he can possibly bounce back this week? Well, Brady, I, you know, I think he's the kind of kid that is so young and, and so talented that I, I feel like he's probably going to put that in his rearview mirror pretty quickly. So, no, I, 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 I would look for him to be among the contenders this week again. I, I don't think that, uh, that that's going to shake his confidence a whole lot. Ryan, I got just about 60 seconds here, but it came out yesterday that the PGA Championship is going to take place in Harding Park in San Francisco. No fans at this time. It's coming up in seven weeks. Uh, anybody you have your eye on for what is uh, the first time that the PGA Championship is the first major of the year? Yeah, it's really unique, and, and obviously all bets have been off this year on, on so many things, and uh, it's such a changing landscape. I, You know, it's for me, it's at this far out. It's I think we've got you know however you've got a couple months here to really see where guys are at. Um, you know, Rory McIlroy is the first one that pops to mind just because he, you know, he won the he dominated the the match play back in 2015. Um, you know, but I think by that point we'll have a much better idea uh, of what kind of players are going to be in contention. Uh, Xander Schauffele is another guy that I, I just think he's overdue to break through with a major. Uh, I think he certainly would set up there well. Um, and, and again, Justin Thomas I think is. is his he just continues to impress me with the with the way he works at the game uh and so those are three guys that i I would you know again take an early look at great stuff mr brickley good to talk to you as always and thanks for checking in from the carolinas and give us an update on the rbc heritage uh we'll do it again down the road and uh, enjoy the tournament my friend absolutely guys thanks for having me enjoy the enjoy the weekend thanks ryan He's uh, always good when we check in with him on the Carolina tournaments. Absolutely. And and uh, we talk about the fact that there's the RBC Heritage. There is obviously the Wyndham. Right. There are several events kind of in that Carolina and include into Georgia, that St. Simons Island area. That'll be an angle that I will use when I give my selections at the end of the show. Not bad that he shot 71 there at uh, Harbor Town in a pro-am. <laughs> that's, that's pretty darn good. <laughs> who's the pro and who's the am? Exactly. Let's uh, talk some Tiger Woods here when we come back on Long Shots, see where the 
Big Cat is, where he's at this week, and what the plans are for Tiger when he will come back to the PGA Tour. It's Wes Reynolds and Brady Cannon with you on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network, and this is Long Shots. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of 1 carat plus and receive a free natural 1 carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. It's time to tee it up live. PGA Tour parlays, quick picks. The Real Money Parlay props game based on daily fantasy scoring is launching PGA action featuring your favorite players and head-to-head matchups. VEASAN customers can now play quick picks through this special offer. Get a 100% automatic deposit bonus up to $100 when you sign up for a new Quick Picks account. Sign up now. No need to type in a promo code. Go to quickpicks.com slash bonus to find Find out more. It is the Tiger Tracker segment here on Long Shots. We check in on the whereabouts of Mr. Tiger Woods and Wes when the yacht privacy pulled out of Florida last week. We thought he was headed for South Carolina and the RBC Heritage. That is not the case. He is not in the field this week. Do you think he will continue further north to Connecticut and tee it up at the travel? Yeah, I was guessing uh, uh, that he might appear here, but it seems like uh, the yacht might have just been in motion, uh, maybe because he was uh, taking Sam and Charlie and the family fishing or or, deep, <laughs> or something. But, uh, you know, I, I've been thinking about it, and he's never played the travel before, but it is based in Connecticut. Joey LaCava, his caddy, is a Connecticut guy. Okay. I believe his agent is based up there. And Connecticut in Hartford, not outside, not too far outside the New York media market. So I'll be interested to see. I don't know if Tiger has something to promote, some kind of charitable endeavor or something with uh, one of his sponsors. Certainly, whenever you want to do that, you want to be at or close to the New York media market in order to be able to do that, to appear on the, uh, the, not only the sports program, but the general television programming. So 
I mean, I guess I could see the travelers. The Rocket Mortgage, I think, in Detroit, people might have thought that because that's the old spot, essentially, where the Quicken Loans National was, which he used to host in D.C. You know what, though? I've also heard people say there's no chance because that was a sponsor that pulled out of his event. Yeah. He's got a grudge there. Look, yeah, he's going to have a memory. I mean, we all have watched uh, Michael Jordan's The Last Dance this summer on ESPN, and guys that are that successful and that much at the top of their sport— have long memories and they and they hold grudges forever. So I could see him skipping Detroit. Uh, if he doesn't play the Travelers, the first time we're probably going to see him is at Muirfield. Yeah, uh, for one of two events, maybe he, both events. I was going to say, does he do a double dip? The, the schedule goes like this: He's not here this week in, in Harbor Town. Uh, the Travelers in Connecticut is next. The Rocket Mortgage in Detroit, uh, and then you've got uh, two weeks in a row at Muirfield Village in Ohio. Uh, the one tournament, the Workday Charity Challenge or whatever it is, replace the John Deere. Then you have the Memorial, Jack Nicholas's tournament. The Tiger has won five times. you got to figure he's going to be there for mm-hmm. sure. And again, maybe two weeks in a row. Then you have the 3M Open in Minnesota. The WGC FedEx St. Jude at TPC Southwind in Memphis, a very good tournament. Uh, and then you have the PGA Championship, and there's the question there. Tiger typically never plays the week before Yeah, a major, I think so. he's going to probably be skipping Memphis. Uh, I just... Uh, and plus, uh, look, there's going to be a big weather change, too, because in late Mem- in late July in Memphis, it's hot. Yes, it, it is. It is really sticky and really humid. And look, it's obviously warm everywhere in the summer. But going from Memphis to San Francisco in terms of a weather spot in late July, early August is a big is a tangible, palpable difference. So uh, I think Muirfield, he's at least going to play in one of those events, maybe both. I think he would lean more to the loyalty to be in Jack's tournament rather than this uh, one-time-only workday charity open. But maybe he does play both because usually what we see, Brady, in Columbus, where the memorial is being held, Dublin, Ohio, we usually see uh, guys that play that in late May or the first week of June, and then the next day they have U.S. Open qualifying in Columbus or in Springfield, Ohio. They don't have that this year. No U.S. Open qualifying is designated by the USGA due to the pandemic. So uh, maybe we'll see guys go back-to-back, and that allows them to maybe skip an event and do more PGA prep ahead of time. Well, that's a very good point right there that I had not thought of. Uh, What's interesting to me is Tiger's only played two times in 2020. He played at Torrey Pine in late January where he typically starts his season, skipped a couple weeks and then went to Riviera for the Genesis Open uh, in mid-February and and that's all we've seen Tiger. I would think he would have to get in a couple competitive rounds before the PGA. And and when we watched him in, in the match with Phil and Tom Brady and Peyton Manning he looked pretty good. Yes, he did. For a guy that was out, out of the layoff. He, he didn't miss very many shots, if at any at all. He looked uh, very solid, like he was kind of getting into midseason form. So you would think, hey, I got to get out there at some point. We know he's not going to play a lot of events. He only plays like 20 events a year, if that, anymore. So. I hope we see him at the Travelers next week, and I also expect to see him at the Memorial. Would like to see him at least twice before the PGA Championship at Harding Park in San Francisco. Speaking of major championships, we'll do that next. Major implications here on Long Shots on VEASAN and VEASAN.com.
A course that rates the highest in each factor is Bally High Golf Club, a tropical golf course paradise located on the Las Vegas Strip and in the shadows of some of the most famous hotels in the world. At Bally High, designed by award-winning architects Brian Schmidt and Lee Curley, you will find hundreds of mature palm trees, lagoon-like water features, beautiful bunkering, and a stunning clubhouse home to Sealy Restaurant and an indoor-outdoor patio experience and event space. The course offers Bluetooth technology, caddies upon request, jello shots, model-like beverage cart staff, VIP service from curb to course and back again, high-quality food and beverage, and a par-three challenge where you can double your money with one swing. The stunning Bally High Golf Club located in the heart of the Las Vegas Strip is a golf jackpot, and there are many reasons why. Play today to learn more about the Bally High experience or reserve your tee time. Call 702-450-8000 or visit BallyHighGolfClub.com. That's B-A-L-I-H-A-I GolfClub.com. This is the major implications segment where we talk about the upcoming major on the PGA Tour schedule, and it is the PGA Championship that is the first major on the revised 2020 schedule. And it was a report that came out on Monday that the PGA Championship has been given clearance from a health perspective uh, by the city of San Francisco to go ahead and take place at Harding Park, but it looks like it will take place without fans. And last week in Texas, we got a taste of this, Wes, where the uh, Charles Schwab challenge went off without spectators. Is there anything that stuck out to you enough watching Colonial, enough so that you might figure it into your handicap going forward? You know, not as much. Probably need a little bit more of a, of a sample size. I was on with uh, Gil Alexander and uh, Jeff Parles on a numbers game on Monday, and we kind of just, as a brief mention in our conversation, I didn't really miss the fans in, in terms of some of these boilerplate uh, regular tournament events. Now, if we get to something like a Ryder Cup, that is something I definitely think needs fans because it adds to the the drama and the just general storytelling involved with the event because it's obviously United States versus Europe, so there's that nationalistic perspective. So I think it needs fans, but... You know, in in terms of the interim, the next several weeks, I don't think that it's going to be as big of a deal. And just kind of recapping, the first event where we may have fans is the Memorial. Mm-hmm. Where as of today, you know, obviously things can switch if, if health concerns uh, uh, are, are greater here in the next couple weeks. Every event is no fans with the exception of the Memorial WGC FedEx, uh, according to uh, uh, Brian Wacker on Twitter. And Brian is a uh, writer, I believe, for uh, Golf Digest and Golf World. The officials told him optimistic for the FedEx St. Jude in Memphis, Tennessee. And I mean, look, different states have different caseloads. So. Uh, I, I mean, I'm glad that they're having this, though, in California. I was a little bit worried ab- about it uh, uh, taking place, but it looks like it is going to take place with no fans. Uh, from a player perspective, I did bet a couple guys for this. Uh, I got on Xander Schauffele, who I was targeting anyway, and I mentioned him last week, and I also got on Bryson DeChambeau at 25-1. to 1, And you can, if you shop around, 
still get 20 to 1. There's still some 25s maybe out there, either here locally or in some uh, faraway places or in other jurisdictions. But those were two guys I mentioned. And I also went ahead and played Paul Casey at 50 to 1, even though we have not seen Paul Casey. We didn't see him last week, and he's not in the field this week. I believe he's going to be in the field in Hartford next week uh, as of now. So those were three guys that I targeted for the event, and those are three guys I do have in play currently. I agree with you that uh, the no fans was no problem to me. I kind of liked it. It felt like the pace of play was more brisk uh, mm-hmm. without the crowds there uh, involved. Uh, I feel for the fans that like to go watch live golf, uh, but I didn't have a problem with the product at all. What about driving accuracy? Do you put a little bit more of a premium on that without the gallery to stop some of those errors? You know, drives? that's interesting that you brought that up, and I almost brought that up in our conversation with uh, Ryan Brickley earlier. When you don't have uh, people that can stop those shots and you don't hit a spectator, you don't hit a lounge chair or, or whatever they're, they're sitting on, uh, sometimes you can get some fortunate bounces. Uh, you never want to hit somebody, but sometimes that'll give you a fortunate bounce. And I was thinking of that when I was thinking of Jordan Spieth last weekend, who was uh, one of my guys that I had and was in striking distance but never really made a move in the final round. First couple rounds, he drove the ball excellent. Yes. Because that's always kind of his bugaboo. We know he can putt well. We know his iron play is ordinarily pretty solid in his wedge play. Hit a couple questionable ones over the weekend rounds. But his strokes he gained off the tee was really good. And then kind of over the weekend, he went back to – Speefing, I guess is what you call it, where he hits it all over the place and he has to scramble to make these really tough pars and has to rely so much on his putting. Maybe some of those errant drives might have gotten stopped by a spectator. Certain guys it's going to help and certain guys it's going to hurt. But a guy like Spieth, who's not really long anyway, and then when you don't have the accuracy to make up for that lack of length, that's where it hurts. What about the major that sits in between? Of course, here on Long Shots, we've been previewing the PGA Championship being it's the first major of the season. And we've also been talking about the Masters because those uh, odds were up uh, around Christmas time. They rescheduled it. They've been up since May. But but the the U.S. Open uh, will take place at Winged Foot, uh, a legendary venue in New York in mid-September. Any early thoughts for the U.S. Open? Yeah, I I haven't played anything yet. I do think that it's probably going to play difficult, as U.S. Opens often do, where a couple under par on a Sunday is going to be, and I'm talking overall through four rounds, is going to probably be right there in the mix. Uh, Keep in mind, I believe uh, last time it was at Wingfoot, the mid-2000s, I think it was Jeff Ogilvie, and he was a few over par. I don't know if it's going to play that difficult, but I wouldn't expect you're going to see guys uh, shooting double digits under par for four rounds at winged foot like you will at most majors so uh i think it favors the grinders this is something where i might look at at a guy like tiger or my i might look at a guy that's going to be able to grind out really tough pars uh uh uh, a Justin Thomas or, or, or someone like that. I haven't gone too deep into the leaderboard, but this is going to be a grinder course. So you're going to be looking for guys that continue to grind out pars and 
the the U.S. Open usually favors the player that makes the least mistakes. It was a really tough test in 2006, and that was infamously Phil Mickelson's uh, derailing at the When he hit it off hole. the hospitality tent. Hit yeah. it off the hospitality tent. Jeff Ogilvie did go on to win. I think it was 2013 where Davis Love won the PGA Championship at winged foot. Now, the PGA is typically not as brutal a setup as the U.S. Open, but we'll see if winged foot has a very tough setup in mind, and we'll talk about that one more as we get closer to every major we're going to come back and talk about the rbc heritage our plays for this week on tour at harbortown keep it here on long shots on vsin and vsin.com the sports betting network At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of 1 carat plus and receive a free natural 1 carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a Stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Atop the hills of the Las Vegas Valley sits the picturesque Revere Golf Club featuring 36 championship holes, a full practice facility, and a 30,000-square-foot clubhouse with a stunning view of the Las Vegas Strip. Traversing through a desert and canyon landscape, the Lexington and Concord courses feature lush fairways and perfectly manicured greens with panoramic views from nearly every tee box. Prices range from just $45 to $169 per player. Or build your perfect day with a rental club or drive and dine package or play both courses with the signature 36 hole double down package go to revergolf.com and use promo code vsin to receive 25 percent off all rates and packages again use promo code vsin and receive 25 percent off all rates and packages at revergolf.com it is our match play segment, the time of the show where we get to our plays for the event on tour this week, and that is the RBC Heritage at the Sea Pines Resort, Hilton Head, South Carolina. And we'll first start with Matt Eumann's plays. He uh, calls these in to us, lets us know what he's on. We put them up there on the graphic for you, for those of you that are viewing. And again, Matt Eumann's, his futures for the week. Do you have those up there, Nick? Here we go. Bryson DeChambeau, the second week in a 
row. He is on the man we call the Incredible Hulk or Neck. Xander Shoffley at 22 to 1, the second week in a row. Matt is on Xander. This is a guy he plays uh, nearly every week, one of his favorite players, and uh, no shame in backing him. Matt Kuchar at 53 to 1, has won here before at Hilton Head, is a great fit for this golf course, as is Kevin Kistner, who humans is also on at 66 to 1. And then finally, one matchup for Matt with Sung J M at plus 115 over Colin Morikawa. So humans in fade mode of Morikawa after his near miss last week at Colonial. And then finally, a top 10 finish on Justin Thomas at plus 175. That looks like a pretty good bet to me. Wes? Yeah, I can't really argue with any of those. And in fact, uh, I personally have uh, two of those plays on my sheet this week. So uh, uh, he humans, uh, you know, he faded Morikawa here. I kind of went in one of my matchups. I went against Berger, and that's not to disrespect him, but to see Berger as the dog to Matt Kuchar in, in that matchup, that uh, led me to Matt Kuchar. So my plays that I made this week, uh, I started my lowest price with Sungay M at 30 to 1. Uh, missed, missed the cut at Colonial last year, but then finished 10th last week. And he missed the cut here at RBC last year. But I think he's going to rebound. Last week at Colonial, he was only one of seven players in the field to have positive strokes gained in all five areas. Mm. And that's putting off the tee approach around the green and tee to green. That's impressive. Three straight top tens, including a win at the Honda and including a third at the Arnold Palmer in Orlando. This is a guy, I just think maybe he was a little freaked out by the fact that he couldn't play golf because he plays darn near every week. He plays like uh, 35 events a year. He's kind of like the modern day VJ Singh because VJ would play all the time. So maybe a little bit of rust last week. And I, I think he'll like this setup here. Uh, Matt Kuchar, 53 to one. Uh, he was a big disappointment last week, even though his putting was, was very good. His irons were rusty, but this is a home game for Kuchar. He lives two hours away in St. Simon's Island, more law rounds logged in this event than anyone in the field. So course experience may apply. This could be a, a little place bit of a speed angle, right? Yeah. Like this last could, week, this could be a place to get right for Kuchar. Uh, Brandon Grace was in contention over the weekend at Colonial, shot 66 uh, three straight times before a 73 on Sunday, T19. Uh, but former winner here in uh, in uh, 2016, uh, uh, got back in the winner's circle starting 2020 back in his homeland of South Africa with a win, first time since late 2017. I think he will definitely like this, and it's a familiar place where he's won. Matt Fitzpatrick. Uh, He's been Mr. Consistency. He hasn't won a lot recently, but he's made 30 of his last 31 cuts worldwide, uh, dating back to last year at Pebble Beach. In that span, five runner-up finishes, including at the Arnold Palmer in 2019. Very consistent ball striker, not a very big hitter, but I think he'll he'll like this setup. He uh, shot all four rounds in the 60s last week, despite finishing T32, eighth in the field strokes gain putting. Kevin Kisner, from Aiken, South Carolina, so kind of a local event for him. He lost the playoff here back in 2015 to Jim Furyk. Loves Pete Dye courses. Yes, he First does. and second the last two times at the Austin Country Club for the Dell match play. Also made the playoff in 2015 at the players at Sawgrass. So that's a guy I know Ryan Brickley liked as well. So mention him. Uh, JT Poston, a guy I also mentioned on the numbers game segment on Monday. 
from Hickory, North Carolina, lives in St. Simons Island, two hours south of Hilton Head. T10 last week at Colonial against a really good field with second and scrambling. Scrambling is going to be very important this week, by the way. Fifth in stroke chain off the tee, fifth in driving accuracy, eighth in around the green, 14th in GIR. Really good numbers. Also last year with Poston. He was on the wrong side of the Thursday-Friday draw uh, last year. He was in the very windy conditions where he barely made the cut. Finished T6. He shot 9-under on the weekend, 67-66, two shots better than the entire field. So this is a guy, and he got hit. He has his one win in care of the Carolinas, won the Wyndham last August in Greensboro. He's familiar with this territory. And then uh, real quickly, 200-to-1 shots. I took Ian Poulter and Harris English. Uh, last time English played a Pete Dye course, he shot 65 in the first round of the Players' Championship before it was, uh, it was uh, canceled due to the uh, COVID-19. So this is a guy that was in good form. He had a really good second round last week, but missed the cut by a shot. Just got off to a bad start. I think he's worth another stab here, as is Ian Poulter, who off the tee is probably the weakness part of his game, but I think it can be mitigated here. Uh, and your matchups there, you've got Reed over Spieth. That was another one Ryan Brickley liked. Kucher over Daniel Berger, you mentioned. And then Joel Damon over Jason Day. And uh, Brickley also mentioned that Jason Day was a guy he was going to be looking to fade this week. And I can tell you that's one of my plays as well. Joel Damon uh, at minus 110 over Jason Day. Day was uh, actually a slight favorite in that matchup uh, at the board I was looking at. Uh, the other matchup I like is Gary Woodland plus 115 over Hideki Matsuyama. Uh, I just thought that that was priced wrong. Uh, Matsuyama, we haven't seen him since he led after the first round of the Players' Championship. He has not played here at Hilton Head in a long time, nor has Woodland. But I thought Gary Woodland looked very good last week. Really, the only thing that eluded him was his putter. It was a little bit of a roller coaster ride, and putting can get hot and cold. And if Gary Woodland happens to get hot with the putter this week, everything else about his game should be just fine. I like that underdog price of uh, plus 115 there. And then Rafa Cabrera Bayo over Benny on uh, Cabrera Bayo, a slight underdog in this one played pretty darn well at colonial last week. Uh, he uh, had the driver going very accurately. He's always had a good short game, just finally got off track with his accuracy off the tee on the final round on Sunday. If he gets that back in order, he ought to have another good week here at Hilton head. Again, uh, I think a course that sets up similarly for a player like Cabrera Bayo. As far as the uh, futures, I went back to the well with Woodland as well. Uh, got this one really early at circa at 48 to 1. I thought that was uh, way too high of a price. It has come down. Kistner, I did the same thing. Got him early at 72 to 1. Billy Horschel uh, loves to play hard tracks. Great putter on Bermuda Greens. Had a real steady week last week at uh, Colonial. Got him at 80. Jason Kokrak had a nice week last week. Ended up finishing third. He's done well here in the past at Hilton Head. Has Kokrak. Crack has a lot of greens and fairways he hit last week and has four top 20 finishes here at Harbor Town. Rory Sabatini, I'm back uh, on uh, JT, uh, JT Poston with you as well, Wes, for the same reasons that you mentioned. But Rory Sabatini, I'm going back to the well with him. Had him at 200 to 1 last week at Colonial, also put him in play for a top 20 finish. He was able to cash that. Uh, very similar to uh, Jason Kokrak, he hit a lot of fairways and greens. He was steady. 
Getty last week, and here's another course where he's got a ton of experience. He's had four top tens in his career at Harbortown, took 10th last year, uh, 125 to 1. Again, a very big number, I thought, on Sabatini. Finally, Jim Furyk at 175. He's won here twice. He's just a machine. He's number one on tour in driving accuracy and greens and regulation. That's a good recipe this week. And then Maverick McNeely for my long shot. I looked at him as well. The Stanford Cardinal, who had a very good week at Colonial last week. He's got a fantastic short game, pretty accurate off the tee, uh, has not played Hilton Head before. That's the part that scares me. But if he can find the fairways, the short game ought to do the rest. 200 to 1 is a big number. One thing I want to add, because I know that we don't cover the DFS angle, the daily right. fantasy angle, very often on the show since it's not really available to us in Nevada. But a lot of those bombs that you have, and we saw it last week with Sabatini at Colonial, the Sabatinis, the Furics, the McNeelys, those are very good plays on like DraftKings. If you're doing a DraftKings Millie Maker or some kind of contest where they're going to be lower salaried guys that are going to get high quality finishes, even if they don't win on the futures board, these are guys that you're going to pick up a lot of points with if they get top 10s, top 15s. So Definitely, I think, angles you want to look there, especially with those triple-digit shots that you have there, Brady. I think that's a great point, and uh, I also did add Furick and McNeely for top 20 finishes. Furick at 5-1 to one to finish top 20, and uh, McNeely at 6-1 to one to finish top 20. Sabatini I had last week to finish top 20 at 6-1, to one, and that one came through. He shot a really nice round on Sunday. Yeah, ab- ab- absolutely. So, uh, I think all those plays make sense. Furick is a guy that has uh, success here is one here twice uh rory sabatini has been in contention here so you're getting a lot of guys that i think definitely fit that course and that's a really good price on gary woodland who other than marikawa looked the best with the irons last weekend uh you know i thought uh this week it's a little bit more difficult course than colonial Mm -hmm. and uh, we saw how the cream really rose to the top last week the Mm -hmm. top players in the world were right there And, and brickley alluded to it uh the three last year's at, at Hilton Head where we've had long shots come through, I think maybe you're not going to get necessarily a marquee, marquee name at the top of the leaderboard last, this week. Last three years, it's been 260 to 1. So Kadira was like 200 to 1. So yeah, bombs Bryan. do win here. Absolutely. That's going to do it for another edition of Long Shots. Next week, the Travelers Championship from River Highlands in Cromwell, Connecticut. Our friend of the program, Chris Felica, will join us to preview the tournament. We'll be back for more of long shots right here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.